Hello, everybody. Welcome to one more episode of MGR Unplugged. Uh, today, we're recording this on a Thursday. What day is today? Thursday, the 18th of July. Actually, today is the 50th anniversary of the um, landing on the moon or the filming of the landing on the moon, depending on who you believe. Um, actually, it's pretty funny, actually. I didn't know it was today, but yeah, it's today. Do you remember where you were 50 years ago, David? Yeah. You I, were a thought. I was a thought. <laughs> you were not I, even a thought. I, I was not in existence yet, so. I know. You were, uh, um, you missed the uh, the filming of the landing on the moon. Yes. It was an uh, Oscar performance by uh, Neil Armstrong. And, and uh, it was filmed by uh, Stanley Kubrick. Oh, uh, yeah. That was the 2001 Space Odyssey. Yeah, that's what everyone said, right? They said that he was the one, They the government hired him to film it. I don't it. know that much. I'm not much into conspiracies. I've seen some of them. I can't uh, neither deny nor confirm that that happened well i watched the uh neil armstrong movie with ryan gosling oh and, did you uh, okay i haven't seen that yet it was good first man it was a good movie i really liked it so yeah um no, right, so maybe you do was, believe that we actually did land maybe it was all a lie i don't know but it seemed know. pretty convincing you think the flag is still there uh, well yeah i mean <laughs> i don't know what's gonna move it <laughs> I don't know, maybe a moonstorm or a... Don't they have monsoons there and haboobs and stuff like you do here? Sandstorms and things on like that? On Mars, not, not on, on the, the moon. moon. No. no? No, it doesn't rain on the moon? There's no... There's no atmosphere. There's no atmosphere. Okay, so, so. all right. It's been raining very slow, too, because, you know, with the gravity, the drops are kind of like... You can dodge it, they're so slow. Okay. Okay, all let's right. Well, move let's on go, to the next subject, subject because, because I think <laughs> you're making yourself sound not very educated on uh, I am very educated. the solar just, system. It's, it's easier to play dumb when you're very smart. Okay. All right, here we go. So, uh, it, we, we, uh, yeah, actually, I was in Spain uh, the last couple of weeks, uh, and that's why we didn't have a podcast last week or the last couple of weeks, because I was out, and uh, it was an interesting trip. It was a mix of uh, business and pleasure. Um, I don't know which one took a uh, precedent. But uh, it's always interesting when you go there. I mean, we, we, we did, did a lot of work with uh, one of our clients over there um, with um, e-commerce store. And we were doing some videos and promotions and things like that and photo shoots and all that. But, uh, man, every time I go there, it's incredible. I, I, uh, I walk so much. I, I think I walked about 20 miles or so in, in two, three days that I was there. It's just um, it was hot as hell. I mean, we were in Arizona, but it was hot and you know, humid everywhere there. They had this heat wave in Europe and uh, I was kind of like thinking shoot I don't know if he's better than Phoenix but uh, it was fun I mean I did uh, a lot of stuff over there I actually had a little day to uh, go to the beach in Valencia and it was very nice I had to uh, chance to be in the uh, in the ocean and swimming and all that stuff and uh, but anyways we're back here in Phoenix and uh, we have a few things going on in fact you David you just came back I uh, I kind of fished you out of your uh, interview that you had this morning with uh, your uh, own podcast guest this morning. Who who is that person? His name is Joshua Browder, or Browden Browder. Sorry, and uh, he uh, he's the founder of Do Not Pay, which is uh, it's a really cool app. It's basically <laughs> that's a nice name too. Yeah, well, it's probably the, gonna get a lot of uh, the, the downloads. Na- the name works well because it's basically an AI assistant app that gets you kind of takes care of all the annoying stuff in your life so if you want to uh if you have like parking tickets or speeding tickets stuff like that uh you just i don't know anything about that yeah you just take a picture of it and they'll automatically do all they'll follow the paperwork with the local state government whoever uh gave it to you do they Uh, go for to uh driving school for you too yeah (laughs) but uh they 
so they'll do that. They'll also like if you need to talk to customer service for something with some company, but you don't want to do it, the AI will do it for you. Uh, it'll make insurance claims for you. It what does, do you mean the AI will do it for you? They have so a robot talking or, or yes, yeah, so the app is called Do Not Pay, and you basically talk to this little chatbot app, and you tell it well, what's going on, what your problem is, and then it will basically it says, okay, I'll get back to you in twenty four hours. And so I tested it and basically I did it yesterday and this morning it got back to me and said, okay, here you go. I tested on an insurance claim and it basically gave me all the paperwork I needed to submit for an insurance claim. It was pretty cool. Um, so anyways, he's the founder of that. He also has an interesting background, which uh, I didn't realize I, when I first requested the interview with him, I was just for the company because uh, it's a cool startup. Uh, they just raised money from Andreessen Horowitz and Index Ventures and uh, a few others. I don't remember all the investors, but some reputable investors. And the the app itself has been featured in the past few weeks in like Wired magazine. And he was on Forbes 30 under 30. So I thought it would be a cool guy to get on. How, the how old is the guy? He's only 22. 22 years old. Yeah. So he wow. actually um, he got the Teal Fellowship a year ago. Mm -hmm. So he started the company. Three, Guess up, Peter Teal. Peter Teal. So he he started th the company three years ago. He was at Stanford studying computer science. And then Teal Fellowship, for those who don't know, is basically Peter Teal is very uh, anti-college establishment. And I agree with him on a lot of things. But um, basically, he goes to really smart people and says, I'll give you, depending, I think it's like 100000 or sometimes more, $100,000 or more, drop out of college. Uh, like one example of, is Vitalik Buterin, the founder of Ethereum. Mm -hmm. He was a Teal Fellowship person too. He gave him the money and he went and created Ethereum. So it's pretty successful. But anyways, the guy won it last year. And uh, so he started working on Do Not Pay full time. And uh, now he just a few weeks ago, he raised like $4.6 million or something for his company. And uh, so now they're hiring a bunch of people. They're growing a lot. But uh, they were featured in a lot of Wired Magazine and lots of, you know, bigger publications. And so I just wanted to get him. But the interesting thing about him, more than just your regular, oh, successful or, or up-and-coming founder, is in doing research about him, his great-grandfather was the president of the U.S. Communist Party back in the McCarthyism days when Jesus. McCarthy was going after all the communists. His grandfather was the president. His grandfather was... Did you, did you ask him about that? I did, uh -huh. yes. You'll have to listen to the interview. But uh, his great... I'm sorry, his grandfather was the head of the math department at Princeton. And then his father is Bill Browder, who is... Uh, I didn't know who he was, but in researching him... There was an interview uh, in my research for this interview that I saw with uh, Joshua. And Joshua said that, you know, my father is uh, P Vladimir Putin's biggest enemy. And I was like, what? And I literally type into Google, Putin biggest enemy. And his father is Bill Browder shows up on all the first links. He's basically a human, human rights, humanitarian crusader, I guess you could call it. And uh, basically... He has a warrant out for his arrest in Russia for 25 years in prison. And uh, one time he was actually in Not Madrid. To Don't go to Russia. He was in Madrid. And um, some group came and basically kidnapped him and were taking him to, to Moscow. But he escaped. And anyways, the guy has a fascinating background. And so he has that whole history. 
and now he's 22 and founding this company. And anyways, very interesting guy, very interesting. So the, the app is already available, right? I mean, yeah, you yeah, download I downloaded it. it, it, it works. It's, it's being it's mm -hmm. being used. This it works, I guess. Yeah, it gets you out of uh, a lot of bills or whatever. Do not pay. Yeah, I'm gonna try to keep using it for different things as they come up. But it basically it I I talked to him and he said his goal is in the long run he wants to put lawyers out of business. He wants to basically create a robot lawyer that we have for too many, too many lawyers. He, he said, you know, besides basically like a, a court case or something like that, the majority of legal proceedings is is not it's just paperwork. Mm -hmm. And he said that people shouldn't have to pay hundreds or thousands of dollars for basic stuff. Does he have a success rate? Uh, yeah, I talked to him about that. Anyways, I don't want to give the whole. All right, interview. all right, all right. Yeah, listen Go to listen it. Listen to, to it. it. It's very okay, interesting. I got you. I got you. Yeah. When is that coming out though? It will be Friday. So tomorrow. tomorrow. I don't know when this podcast goes up, but it will be Friday, July. 19th so it'll probably be well, already now up. I need to come up with this one first because we're saying you're gonna listen to it and then it doesn't matter it'll already be live when I don't know. okay well just just putting your pressure on me now to edit this podcast we haven't even recorded yet okay well that's good well thanks for sharing that with us and uh, again stay tuned this is the um, MGR Edge podcast which is the different one um, we'll put a you, link in the show notes yeah so we'll put a link that. on the show notes uh, so that's the um, just in case is uh, mgredge.com and you'll find there uh, the latest podcast right at the top of the homepage, and then you can download it on uh, Apple Podcast on every podcast network. All right, so the next thing I wanted to ch uh, chat with you about, and actually you shared with me this link yesterday. It was an interesting video from uh, Elon Musk, but it wasn't Tesla. It wasn't the typical thing that we always yeah, discussed. Yeah, I told you, I joked with you yesterday. I said, uh, for those, I'm sure a lot of people might have seen it because it was going pretty viral on yeah. Twitter. Basically, his company Neuralink, yeah. which he talked about. I mean, he's been talking about for a couple of years, but he mentioned last year that they're very serious and that they're going to have a new product soon. And they finally unveiled it. And uh, But I, I made a joke saying, you know, the guy said, you know, I didn't think I was busy enough running SpaceX yeah, and Tesla right. and Hyperloop Dealing and with all these investors things. and the SEC. So I, I decided to start another company where we're creating uh, what's called BCIs, Brain Computer Interfaces. So you can control a computer. I'm telling you, with your I watched brain. the video I think twice. I still don't really know what the heck he's got. He's, he's doing there. So I don't know a ton about it. I watched the video and I read a little about it. So I'm not super expert. But well, what can we tell people if they want to look for the video? What kind of uh, keyword terms? It's on, it's well, on YouTube, right? We'll put it in the show notes for them. Okay, yeah, but if uh, just search Neuralink, Neuralink or okay. Elon Musk. I know it was a CNET video, but I think it was on YouTube too. Yeah, right? it was on YouTube. It was okay. trending on YouTube yesterday. Okay, yeah, you can find it there. We'll, uh, we'll put it in the show notes, but uh, definitely it's Neuralink, N E U R A Link, L I N K, yeah. and it's about fourteen, fifteen minutes on. Elon is the, the Elon first person. Yeah, it's like five minutes with Elon and then they get into... So Elon doesn't actually run the company. He's the founder and basically financier, but he doesn't have time to run the company. So they had the president, I think, come up and then some of the top uh, scientists that were working right, there. Right, medical and yeah. everything else. So um, what is it that they, that they do? Well, if you can explain it to uh, you know, the I dumb mean, Basically, in the video... Uh, the, the goal is to create what's called a brain computer interface, uh, BCI. This is this has been this has existed for probably ten years now. Um, as far as people trying to do this, like I remember a few years ago, I was doing research for something, and the University of Washington was non-invasively. You know, when you see people with all these like electrodes on their heads, you know what I'm talking brain, about. Yeah. Um, cool. And so they would put all these things, and they were able to kind of 
control computers and, and do different things with their brain without any input, just thinking about things. And so this is kind of the next evolution where it's going to be surgically uh, implanted into you. So it's, it's basically a little, a tiny little chip that you put on your head and then the, the, uh, I like when you say tiny, how tiny or how little um, is it? It's probably the size of a quarter, maybe. Well, I, mean, I think it was like eight millimeters, they said. Well, there's the incision and then there's the thing that just it sits on your head. Right. So it'll right. sit behind your ear, kind of like a hearing aid. Yeah, type yeah. Of it looks thing. like a hearing aid, yeah. Or almost like a, one of these uh, wireless right. headphones. So that, or... that's the outside part. But the inside part, it basically, they connect. So the, how they explained it was when your neurons fire, they actually, it's electromagnetic. And so they uh, give off electromagnetic pulses. Mm -hmm. And so what they can do is put an electrode in your body brain mm -hmm. basically and that electrode can read intercept, those, uh, right. those will intercept exactly those those pulses mm -hmm. and so by doing that they can basically read your brain waves with algorithms they interpret those right and so it can read things and basically so when you think something it can essentially read your mind so so, so the electrodes that you're talking about is like a bunch of different uh, filaments or little yeah so like they're type they're about the the whole thing that the electrode is about uh i think he's they're about a fifth the size of a hair Okay, uh, the, so they're the, very small. The, the diameter or the thickness. Yeah, yeah, the diameter of a hair. So they're very, very small. Um, and he said that, I think he said it's a two millimeter incision mm -hmm. in your head. So it's very, very, very small. Right. And basically, they cut a hole in your head, put the electrodes in your brain. Now, he said, what I don't know exactly how it works. He said it's read and write. Basically, it's not just that it can read your brain. And so he said that, you know, it'll work with the first applications of this is going to be for um, disabled people, people mm -hmm. who don't have motor function so that they can use computers and phones right. with just their brain. But eventually it'll be for everybody. Mm -hmm. And um, so he said that basically instead of having to type into a keyboard or anything, you can just think things. Mm -hmm. I get that part because the electrodes are reading you. He said it's read and write, which means... Uh, that the you can get input from the device into your brain. Mm, okay. I don't know how it works. Reverse, right. Like it would generate thoughts in your brain without you seeing them. I don't know how that works. So that was a little confusing to me. I wasn't sure about how exactly that works. But basically, they stick an electrode in your brain. It reads the electrical impulses and uh, will take input from you into a device. And that's kind of the... You know, right now, like I said, it's for like disabled people, but in the future, it could well, yeah, they be were for talking everybody. about uh, obviously helping people with uh, disabilities or kind of uh, some kind of handicap, but also, you know, um, like really, I think where I could see this being incredibly the, the major use case is with um, AR augmented reality because the, one of the problems with AR is to input, it's not like you're typing on a phone, it's I mean, what most of them do is they read your eyes. They are tracking your eyes to see what you're looking at. But that's limited because you can't do gestures with your eyes. And so what they do is if you want to do interact and so, for example, click on something in AR because you're wearing glasses, it has little cameras that have gesture controls. So you have to move your hands and stuff. I think the next evolution will be you have AR glasses with a little chip in your head and then you just think things and they start popping up on your glasses. So you really have a true uh, 
computer connected brain. Now that is still far away, but that's where I could I see I could potentially well, see did this they, uh, did he say I didn't hear this, but they, I think he said that actually that when the first um, functioning one will be uh, said next year. So right now, yeah, but I know Elon Musk says yeah, so I well, think it's next year. And then you know, he uh, said that right now it works in mice basically, but they haven't done it in humans, obviously for safety reasons. So it works in mice, and now they need to find patients, and they want to do human testing. And the, the thing that is critical, they said that is such an accurate incision where the electrode needs to go to intercept the signal between two neurons that right. it needs so, to be made by a robot. Right. So the other thing they did besides just uh, creating the electrodes was they created a brand new, uh, I guess, surgical robot. It's a robot. Because yeah. a human cannot do it. A human does not have the precision right. at a micrometer uh, level. Well, you know, I mean, brain surgery, which... You know, I mean, it's not anything to uh, <laughs> look forward to. Right. But anyways, when you see it, they used to, I mean, they still do it. They they totally clamp your skull, your head down. Right, yeah, and he said For that any kind of surgery, they, right. they clamp it down so because the neurosurgeons need to be so precise that they cannot have any movement. So they actually use almost like a vice, and, and they clamp your head down so they can make incisions and all that stuff. So, but in right. this case, and they don't have accurate. to. If you've seen brain surgery, they will like literally cut off your skull, the right. top of your skull, and then reattach it. Shave in your this, head, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. In this case, he said you don't even have to. You don't even need um, anesthesia. He said we'll just use a local anesthetic to basically numb the area, mm-hmm. and you can be awake or kind of half asleep, whatever. It's not like a super. I mean, the incision is two millimeters, so I mean, it's like. The, less than a paper cut in, incision, you know. So uh, he said, you don't even need stitches once you're done. Basically, right, right. your skin but will just heal up. The placement of the electrode needs to be so precise. Right. So that's why they use a robot. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's very interesting. That's we have limited information now. Obviously, Elon, like you said, makes big promises. He delivers on them most of the time, but sometimes there takes longer than than he says. We'll see. I mean, this is something like I said that has been. I've known about people working on this for many years, but this is the first that I've seen that is uh, surgical mm-hmm. at, a, at a consumer level. You have this in laboratories and stuff and research universities, but not like bringing it to the masses, basically. And that's his goal. So we'll see how it goes. Um, All right. Yeah, we'll, we'll uh, definitely watch the video. It's not very long. It's about, like I said, 14, 15 minutes, I think. Um, the um, It's like a presentation. I had a couple of issues with the volume. I had to uh, turn it up and down and all the stuff. I don't think the production values of the video were that great. But it's a mix of um, animation of how the thing works and then Elon making the initial uh, presentation. And then, like David said, there's other... Uh, uh, doctors and basically researchers and scientists from his company or from the company uh, explaining how how everything works. So interesting stuff. All right, let's switch uh, topics now. We um, just came off um, Amazon Prime. It was just the uh, last couple of days. Yes. For the first time, it was actually two days of Amazon Prime. It used to be well, Prime Day, and now it's Prime it Days. Was, it was like a day and a half last yeah, year. Yeah, last year so it was like 36 they, hours, I think. They keep extending it. But, yeah, uh, it, it soon we're gonna have it's prime, prime, prime day will be prime week and then prime month and then just prime every day <laughs> become a primate um no it's, anyways i i uh i was actually looking this morning at numbers and it looks like of course amazon says that they broke all records um there's two things that happened last year one of them obviously was only 36 hours we're comparing now 
36 hours to 48 hours, which is obviously more. But more I think time. most of the buying, I mean, I have to take a look at the numbers. I think most of it happens on the first day. I think there's it's less on the second right. day. Right. It's a little bit like a Black Friday thing. Because things go out of stock. Too. Right. The things kind of end up not being available anymore. But uh, So they um, they had two days. And then you remember last year, they also had a few glitches with their own um, Amazon web servers, basically. Um, so the Amazon Prime was kind of not working for a while and people were complaining. So this year it was totally uh, glitch-free, um, no issues, nothing, everything worked perfectly. So according to Amazon, uh, and I'm reading over some numbers, uh, they say that this year's Prime Day surpassed Black Friday and Cyber Monday combined. So that's pretty pretty critical. I mean, Black Did Friday. it really? Yeah, that's what they said. Because uh, last year... Um, I believe it was the fifth highest day mm-hmm. for them. So basically, in the you know in the in the retail world, you basically have Black Friday weekend, Black Friday, and then the weekend, and then you have the final weekend before Christmas. Those are typically the two largest. And then I believe Amazon said that last year, those are the two largest, and then Amazon Prime Day was third. Mm-hmm. So if it passed Black Friday, I mean that's massive. Black, Black Friday, Friday is the and Cyber Monday combined. So basically, the the four days between Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, which is the post uh, Thanksgiving big uh, holiday sales and all that stuff, they said that Prime this year actually surpassed revenues compared to that. Well, the incredible thing to me is Amazon is so. Uh, powerful in their influence on the e-commerce space that one they were they were smart enough to where they were able to create a black friday in july like remember back in the mm-hmm. day christmas, yeah. in july, christmas in july exactly. and so they were able to fully implement that um on a massive yeah, they, scale out of nothing yeah they just came up with it but then not only that it's so influential and they use so much marketing that not just amazon succeeds but everyone so what like target did you see what target did they did a 30 percent off i think it was site-wide sales so everything on their website was 30 well, percent off they, they had to match all the other retailers well, what they did was Amazon does so much marketing for it and has the marketing dollars for it and obviously just through word of mouth that everyone knows Prime Day. But really, they've created almost a second Black Friday in the summer because now individual e-commerce sites were seeing boosts in sales. Uh, Target and Walmart and other major competitors were having big sales themselves without having to actually advertise it like Amazon does. So it's almost, it went from Prime Day being an Amazon day and it's still called Prime Day, but really it's like a summer sales extravaganza where it's not just them, it's everyone. It's online sales day. Online sales day and every... I mean, we had clients who saw a boost in sales who had nothing to do with Prime Day. It impacts everybody. It's just incredible. A lot of people start planning and budgeting for it. And what happens is that you go to Amazon and then you may not find what you're looking for. And then you end up going to Target, Walmart, uh, Best Buy, you know, all the other big box retailers. And they have their own sales. And you may actually buy the product that you're looking for somewhere else. So, yeah, like I said, the other guys um, are coming up with matching offers or they feed off of Amazon's especially smaller uh, promotions. Uh, e-commerce companies just basically selling their own products. They would just have a sale, and a lot of people. It, it just it, it kind of uh, Amazon is still the biggest winner, obviously, but it trickles down to everybody, and it's it's kind of incredible Amazon's impact that they created this day that now has just become a summer sales day. And I anticipate it to just keep getting bigger and bigger every year. And, and the other thing is that um, 
obviously work here in the US and, and you know you hear about Amazon Prime for you know even two weeks before the event and, and the build up and all that stuff and every everywhere but I can tell you that I, like again I was in Spain for the last couple of weeks and uh, you actually I actually saw the same advertising there all the newspapers were advertising on Prime they were saying this is the deals coming up and I was just reading again the press release and, and actually the sale was taking place in 18 different countries and is the uh, again they say this is the and I'm quoting they say the largest shopping event in Amazon history. That was just the last couple of days. So the, when you add up all the sales in the U.S., which were basically record-setting, and remember, other countries don't have Black Friday, they don't have Cyber Monday, they don't have Thanksgiving. I mean, they they do similar things because they kind of copy the the U.S. market. But Black Friday is basically the day after Thanksgiving, which is only a U.S. holiday. Nobody has Thanksgiving outside of the U.S. So. Um, when you consider all that, and, and traditional European countries are on vacation now in July, they all go to the beach and all that stuff, but they still shop. So you have 18 countries, including the U.S., obviously. Uh, it's like a massive worldwide event right now. The thing that's incredible, too, is the penetration that they have, because mm -hmm. with this Prime Day, they surpassed the 50% mark. I talked about this in my uh, Amazon weekly newsletter on, that goes out on Mondays. You as can, far as their Prime membership? Yeah. Okay. You can subscribe to that. MGRedge.com slash join. Oh, that's the plug. <laughs> that's the plug. But it's basically just uh, Amazon. If you're if you're an Amazon seller, uh, I would recommend you get yeah, it. Yeah, I actually, I, I like but, to read that too. Anyways, I talked about it on, in the newsletter. And with this Prime Day, obviously one of the goals of Prime Day is not just to get revenue, but also to get new Prime members. And they passed the 50% mark in the U.S. of American households that are Prime members. So now more than half of Americans have a Prime account. That is incredible. No, I'm sorry. More than half of Americans or more than half of the Prime members are Americans? No, 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 no. 50, over 50%. They passed the 50% mark of U.S. households that have a Prime membership. Wow. So how many millions is that? Like... I mean, probably hundred something. something million. Wow. Okay. So there are more. That's the penetration. I was so saying. there are more prime members in the U.S. than all the countries combined. That's basically probably kind yeah. of the number. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's why Amazon. Uh, I've talked about this in my newsletter recently too. That they're very aggressively expanding in other countries and trying to get U.S. sellers, giving different incentives for U.S. sellers to sell in other countries. Because in the U.S., you have uh, about one and a half million sellers, I think. And in the rest of the world, everything combined, I think there's about half a million sellers. So there's triple the amount of sellers in the U.S. than there are the rest of the world combined. So they're trying to grow that mm -hmm. a lot. Okay. Um, and one of the big things is that they don't have all of the benefits, like uh, the the two, you know here we ha we're going to have one day free shipping. They don't have that in the rest of the world, so they're right. like they just started their Prime Air, which is their uh, they have like eighty something jumbo jets that they use to ship. They started uh, they set up a, a little base in Anchorage, Alaska, which. For those who don't know, Anchorage, Alaska is the midpoint for a ton of shipment and sellers to China. And mm -hmm. so they're very much trying to penetrate into China and expand. But right now, their their penetration in the U.S. is incredibly deep. I mean, more than half of all e-commerce dollars mm -hmm. go to Amazon right. in the U.S. Right. So it's pretty incredible what they've done. Hmm. All right. So let me ask you, uh, as far as numbers, and this is kind of like a little quiz, um, Amazon released some. I have not looked at any of these numbers. Just so no, no, know. but yeah, right. I know that. So they're very, um, very round off numbers. But um, how many uh, laptops do you think they sold? 
I have no idea. I know you bought one, didn't you? I did buy one. You bought you you actually did buy something on Amazon Prime. Yes, that was the Were only you thing testing I the system, or you just needed to buy a laptop? No, I I've been needing and I've been wanting a new one for a for a, probably six months or so. But it's a typical thing. One, the biggest thing that prevents me is just I don't like to transfer all my stuff from mm -hmm. one computer to another. But mine has been it's a few years old, so I've been, it's been slowing down. So I've been wanting a new one, and there was one that was a ridiculous sale, and I said, okay, I ah, have so to get it. it works. Amazon Prime it works. works. It okay, works. good. So you bought a laptop, but there was also ninety-nine thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine people that also bought a laptop for a total of about a hundred thousand. So, so you contributed to the uh, one hundred thousand laptops that they sold on Amazon Prime, according to early estimates. Uh, they also sold about two hundred thousand televisions. 300,000 headphones, which apparently, obviously, you need to hear to your uh, podcast and all that stuff. So those are a big demand. Uh, 350,000 luxury beauty products and more than 1 million toys. Hello, Toys R Us. See what you're missing? Well, <laughs> Toys R Us, if you remember, actually outsourced yeah. their online to yeah. Amazon. Yeah. And because, that's what killed them. Yeah, exactly. That's, that was the, the beginning of, the, of, the, of their end. And uh, so now Amazon is selling 1 million toys in two days. That's more than Christmas, I think. I don't know. I don't know how many toys they sell at Christmas time. But yeah, it's a lot of toys. That's a lot of freaking toys. Um, so, yeah, I actually, you know, I have to admit, I also did buy something on Amazon Prime Day, which was another Kindle. I, um, I have my own Kindle that I'm very happy with and, um, and really didn't need it. So that's one of the things that you buy that you don't really need, but it was better. And the thing that made me buy it actually was the, the new one. I think it's called the 10th generation. I didn't know it has so many, but I think it's the 10th generation Kindle, which for me is the third one I have, was actually um, water resistant or splash resistant or something. So summertime, I'd spend a lot of time on, you know, sometime at the beach, some, a lot of time at the pool, and I like to read by the pool and not always outside of the pool. So anyways, this one is supposedly, I haven't tested it yet, but I, it just got here yesterday, but... Um, um, supposedly it's um, waterproof or resistant or whatever it is and uh, I'm going to test it I'm going to take it to the pool and be there and if it gets a little wet uh, hopefully it'll be fine but um, I'm going to read a little bit so anyways I bought a Kindle and then of course I had to buy the uh, the Kindle case or whatever because this one is about one millimeter smaller than the other one so the case that I have for the other one doesn't fit this one or actually it's too loose so I had to buy a case too well the other thing that Amazon does on Prime Day is they pretty much discount all of their Amazon devices mm -hmm. yeah because you, if you go to if I went and it was on the home page the first thing you see is Amazon device deals because obviously their goal too is not just to sell other people's products but they want to get uh, I, that's another thing that they have a lot of penetration on as far as the uh, percentage of people that own um, Alexa devices. Oh, I just triggered our office Alexa. Yeah, I have one here, the uh, Echo Dot. I, I was trying just, uh, not, not to trigger up. it, but you know, I had to say, I hope, I'm sure someone listening out there, there's just got triggered uh, too. Alexa, how are you? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't right, think the mics picked that up, but anyways. Um, yeah, they want you to buy those devices, and I think more than a third of U.S. households also now own an Alexa device, mm -hmm. which is pretty impressive. It is, it is. That was actually one of the most uh, sold items, which takes me to the next uh, quick uh, note. Uh, the top-selling item in the U.S. Let me guess. In the U.S.? In the U.S., I don't think you're going to guess it. I didn't even know this about it, this item at all. Is it an Amazon device? or is it No, it's not an Amazon device. 
the instant pot uh oh that's the second one okay what, what is that anyways i have one i you bought it one? yeah oh, it's really? just a thing that you basically it's the easiest way to cook you can throw anything in there steam it oh that's what you have yeah oh, yeah Oh, okay yeah that was the number two yeah the i heard a one. lot of people talk about it and they had a good sale so i knew that one would See, be a I don't top cook, seller. So I couldn't even think about it. Well, I mean, that's I the beauty. I don't like cooking and it makes it so... If it's not a microwave, you just, I don't know. I don't know you I just don't throw your it. crap in the thing and turn it on and you're done. There's not much work. Yeah, it's too much work for me. It's better to use the microwave, 30 seconds done. Anyways, um, no, the number one was the Life Straw Personal Water Filter. Really? That's funny. Because I had a call yesterday with a client where they mentioned to me that they really like the Life Straw branding. Really? Yeah, I don't I didn't even know. know what that is. is I didn't it like know a that straw they were the that number you one. has a filter, so you can drink water with the straw and it filters the water for you. Is that what I'm? Yeah, it's like they have a famous video that went viral a couple of years ago. That it was basically someone went to like this mud puddle, uh-huh. put the straw straight in there, and drank the water out of it, and it was like perfectly clear water. Wow. And they have this big brand there. Cause I was talking to a client, like, I don't know how much I can say, but basically there they do uh, charitable donations for every item that people buy from them. And they mm-hmm. were saying, they gave me the example of life straw. They said, we really like their branding because life straw basically uh, for every time you buy a straw, they also have like water bottles with the straw built in. Mm-hmm. And every time you buy from them, uh, they donate to people who don't have clean water in Africa or wherever else. Right. Um, and they were, we were discussing, their branding and so that's fun i didn't realize that they were such a big seller i mean they i knew were. they were a big seller i didn't realize they would be number that one that was the top selling product in the u.s the second one is the instant pot and the third one was 23 and me health and ancestry kits apparently a lot of people are trying to figure out where they came from and all that stuff and i just think we came from neanderthals or you know uh, some kind of uh old uh ancestors in africa i'm, I'm skeptical about that i don't like having i don't like the idea of a company that yeah. I, I believe they did get hacked at one point a couple of years ago. So I don't know. I just, I'm, I I think the DNA testing is cool, but I haven't uh, done it myself yet because I don't trust the, yeah, the I'm, data uh, being out overall, there. Overall, I'm more interested in where I'm going than where I came from. So anyways. Well, I, I like it more for the medical benefits yeah, than the ancestral But I don't think they benefits. can do that. I think there was a new law or something that uh, There's companies from- that can do it, but it's, because I know there was a company that was a little different. It's called Ubiome mm-hmm. that was checking people's guts, but then they got in trouble with something. I think uh, there was- it's, uh, it's kind of a gray area, I think. Yeah. I'm not an expert on it though, but- I think I read somewhere that uh, they, um, they banned them from- predicting diseases and things like that. They can just tell you basic background, but not get into medical issues really? or something. I, think I thought so. that was one of the big things of genetic it testing. It was, but I, I don't know. I could be wrong, but I think I read so, well, or, I think there will be many more companies for genetic. I mean, it's mm-hmm. the future. Genetics is a major thing. But anyways, I'm not an expert on that, so I don't know yeah. too okay. much about it. All right, well, that's good. I think we should uh, probably wrap it up. Um, again, um, interesting thing. We, we discussed all kinds of... Uh, we're stuck today. Reminder, be sure to listen to that interview I did. Yeah, yeah, on the I was edge. Remind people. It was yeah. it was really interesting. I really uh it's funny because I just interviewed him about the company at at first that's what I was going to do, but then once I found out all of his family history, it was it was an interesting interview. It was a very smart on guy the app, too. On the app probably is Oh yeah, I mean we talked a lot about the app too. Yeah, I, mean, I think you people should try to uh, download it and see if it works. I mean, I will definitely uh, Yeah, like he's a, he's a sharp get guy. Out tickets was, and all that stuff. It was good. So Good deal. All right. Well, thanks, David. Um, everything will be that we talk about here will be on our show notes. And um, this should be edited hopefully this evening on Thursday. By Friday or so, it should be live. And um, 
that's it for today. We'll see you guys next time, uh, hopefully next week, on another um, episode of MGR Unplugged. Until then, have a great weekend and uh, rest of the week, wherever you are. Thank you. Bye-bye.